0: This is the Nonprofit Line. Community people helping and serving community people. Live with Rod Hawker on My Town. Yeah, 100.9 the line. You are here with Dave Williams. I know you're used to hearing the voice of Rod Hawker in the morning, but he is off today. Uh, once again, he is either on vacation in uh, Ocean City or paddling down the Snake River. We're not sure, but I'm sure whatever he's doing, he's having a good time, right, Ray? I would imagine so. Yeah. So we wish him the best. And uh, luckily for me, that means I get to talk to one of my favorite organizations this morning, somebody from one of my favorite organizations. I love this next group. It is uh, the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. And I have Amanda Shank on the phone with me this morning. Amanda, good good morning. Good morning, Dave. How
1: are you?
0: I am great. I am so happy to have you on Please, for those folks out there who are not familiar with the Children's Home Society of West Virginia, tell us a little bit about your organization and what you guys do.
1: Um, well, the Children's Home Society um, has been serving children and families in West Virginia since 1896. Um, we have 13 sites across the state of West <coughs> Virginia. Um, every site has pretty much the same core programs, but we vary based on um, the needs of the community. So those programs include emergency shelters for children, um, foster care programs, um, so our we mentoring program, uh, child advocacy center, uh, healthy grand families, uh, therapy services. I mean, we, we have a lot of programs across the state, um, serving children and families in West Virginia.
0: Oh yeah. I you know, I've I've had an opportunity to work with uh your organization before and correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it I thought that what I was witnessing was I, I saw some children who were in a very hurtful, painful environment for whatever reason at their home. And that you guys had provided for them a safe space where they could go to get away from that. Is that, am I wrong or am I right in that?
1: I'm sure that you're right. Um, I'm not sure what site that was, but we do what we can to support children and families. Whenever people reach out to us and tell us that they, they need our help, we will do what we can to support them. Um, I, I'm not surprised. I don't think it was my site I am at the Martinsburg site.
0: right. Um, I think this was the Cova you know? children's home and, and something like that, but yeah, and okay yeah. so what are some of the, what are some of the services like give me some of the details of some of the services that you do offer?
1: Okay, so um, I'll speak from uh, the Martinsburg site. At our Martinsburg site, we have an emergency shelter. It's an eight-bed facility for children um, ages 11 to 17. Um, these children are in transition, meaning they either are returning to a lower level of care or need a higher level of care or just they're in emergency need of placement. Um, our weekend program offers reading and math support to children as well as mentoring services. Um, our Safe at Home program offers a, a wraparound program for children that are at risk without a home placement. Um, so we put a lot of intense services in there so that these children do not get put into residential care um, or out-of-state placements. Um, we offer specialized therapy services. So our therapists, we make sure that we are sending them to the best trainings that we can find, um, trauma-focused uh, therapies, uh, play therapies. Um, our child abuse center. We provide forensic interviewing and investigative support for children and families that have experienced what you would consider the worst kinds of abuse and neglect. Oh man! Um, yeah, that that is a program close to my heart. Uh, sure. family. Um, it's actually a program that we are partnering with uh, the West Virginia State University uh, with Bonnie Dunn. I'm not sure if we ever spoken with her. Um, but happy a program, um, basically supporting grandparents that are raising their grandchildren.
0: Uh, there's so and much of that going on now. How has, how has the, uh, I know that everybody's talking about COVID right now. And, uh, and obviously that's first and foremost, there was, there was another epidemic before the COVID epidemic, which was the, uh, the, uh, opioid epidemic. And how has that affected things in uh, in your uh, society, in your world there?
1: How has COVID affected our world? No, how, what
0: was, no. well, you sure what's going on with COVID right now? How has that changed things for you guys?
1: Um, well, uh, our administrative office has been really great at supporting all of the sites and coming up with the policies and how to move forward with serving our children and families. Um, our workers are mostly working from home. Um, we're reaching out to our families and children using every kind of technology that is available. We're zooming, we're Skyping, we're face climbing. Ugh. Um our workers are doing drive by, you know, little little parades in their cars with signs and dropping off goodie bags to families, delivering groceries. Um they're getting creative because we miss our families and our kids. So Yeah, your mission it's, was it's been fun.
0: <laughs> your mission was tough enough. Before a global pandemic. Um, so mm-hmm. all right well I, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to ask you man how people can get involved and how they can get up in touch with you and what they can do to help. But we got to take a real quick break. We will be right back on 100.9 the line. This is the nonprofit line. community people helping and serving community people live with Rod Hawker on my town. 100.9 The Line. I'm Dave Williams again here with Amanda Shank. And Amanda is with the Children's Home Society of West Virginia. She's Child and Family Services Supervisor down there. Amanda, we were talking before the break about what it is you guys do and who you're helping out. You're helping children in, in West Virginia who are in just tough circumstances. What, what If somebody is out there and they're touched by what you do, and uh, how you're helping these kids. What what can they do?
1: Well, uh, if you want to look us up online, our website is childhswv.org. Um, all of our sites are listed there. Again, we have 13 sites across the state, so if you are in the surrounding area or in the state of West Virginia, we're, we'll be close to you somewhere. Um, but if you... Can't foster? If you can't adopt, you can volunteer. You can mentor children. Um, you can do fundraising activities. You can just raise awareness. Um, follow our social media pages and share those things. Um, May is Foster Care Month. Um, president, our president and our governor recognize May as uh, Foster Care Month. Um, just recognizing um, the things that the people in our community and our foster parents do to support, um, over 7,000 children in out of home placement in the state of West Virginia. Um, yes, it is a lot of children. Um, so the need is always there. Again, you don't have to adopt a child to help a child. You can do so many things to support families. You can do so many things just to get the word out there, um, and advocate for, uh, for them and help us. So there, there's a lot of things that you can do. Just reach out to us, and we will give you an endless list of things that we
0: need help with. Give me that website one more time.
1: ChildHSWV.org.
0: ChildHSWV, is in Child Children's Home Society, ChildHSWV.org. And, you know, one of the things I was touching on earlier with Amanda it, is that you know before this global covid pandemic we had the uh, the opioid crisis and it's still out there it's still happening it's maybe not at the front of our mind like it was before but you just got to imagine folks you got to think about how that could ravage a home and how there are innocent children out there who are affected by you know parents that are in that situation so there are people in this world who are helping those children who are giving a lifeline and support to those children and those people are the children's home society of west virginia and amanda i wanted to ask you i bet there are a lot of folks out there who have considered foster care before and it's probably a pretty intimidating thing i bet there's a lot of people who consider it and and there's a lot less people who actually go through with it Kind of give me, kind of give me a good story or the best case scenario of what foster care is like, and what are what is a success story with foster care?
1: Well, uh, to touch on the intensity of the process, I will say that COVID has allowed us to explore new avenues. So right now, we have been given permission to move the training process to becoming a foster parent to online. Um, there were a lot of barriers in the past where people couldn't maybe commit the amount of time um, it takes to become a foster parent because it's a lot of in-person meetings. So right now, um, if you reach out to Children's Home Society, we have moved things online. You can do things.
0: Oh, a silver home. lining. Yeah.
1: Yes. yes, it's not all negative. So um, that has increased the amount of applicants that we've had across the state. And um, I'm very, very excited about that, that I hope to be opening a lot of foster homes in the near future. So.
0: Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. And how long does that process, generally speaking, take?
1: Um, generally speaking, um, if you are motivated to um, get the process done, I'd say about three months.
0: About three months. And does...
1: Yes, we.
0: Is there financial support for people that are foster parents?
1: Yes, sir. Um, children do uh, receive uh, <laughs> a daily stipend or monthly stipend. The foster okay. receive a, a stipend um, to support the child's needs, father, and care. Um, children um, are on West Virginia Medicaid, uh, so their medical needs are met. And, of course, you get the support of Children's Home Society. We are there for our families. 24 7 and we help our families with whatever they need to support these children while they are in care
0: yeah you guys are doing great work out there who makes a good foster parent who would be like a give me a good scenario of who would make a good foster parent
1: it's it's great to ask that question because uh, i think a lot of people have the stereotype that you know you need to have like a a stay-at-home mom and that you need to have this uh, perfect little family. No, um, our family looks so different. We have single parents. We have same-sex parents. We have uh, multi-generational households where maybe mom-in-law is living there. Uh, families that want to help children. If, if you want to help children, um, don't have uh, you know criminal history, um, stable financial finances. You can you can pay your bills and and you're committed to learning how to parent children that have experienced trauma committed to being part of a team um, you can be a foster parent you don't have to be perfect and you don't have to be a stay at home parent so,
0: so you I don't have, have to be parent trauma. of the year you don't have to be parent of the year no, and, you don't, and and be just a super parent to, to be a foster parent right?
1: No and you don't even have to have parenting experiences we, we have families that have never parented a child that's what the the training is there for that's why we connect you with other foster families that's why we are there to support you um again yeah you don't have to be the perfect picture perfect family to be a foster family you have to be someone that cares you have to be someone that wants to support children
0: well amanda you have been a wonderful guest here on 100.9 the line i want to thank you for being on this morning and I want to just give you a message and all the folks that you work with a message of encouragement that I love what you're doing. We're here at 100.9 in line. We are fans of yours and we just want to encourage you in what you've got going forward. Thank you very much.